0: Hello, I'm Larry Chao, Content Director at the CFA Institute. Equity risk premium is a very important factor in capital allocation decisions. For a long time, people have used historical returns as a way to estimate equity risk premium, which presents a problem because it does not vary from year to year. But in reality, you see equity market returns are dramatically different every year. Today, we have Dr. Katsunari Yamaguchi, president of Ibizen Associates Japan, with us. He's been a longtime student of equity risk premium. Dr. Yamaguchi, welcome. Good afternoon. So the first question for you is what are some of the uh, issues with using historical returns as the uh, a proxy for equity risk premium?
1: Yes, the, uh, the historical return series is the only available data we can see. But the uh, equity risk premium as a concept is a forward-looking concept. and we cannot see it directly in the historical data. So we have to estimate by some means, and especially when it comes to variation of the uh, equity risk premium over time, it's hard to do that. Uh, what I'm going to try to do t- today is uh, to uh, come up with a new uh, method to estimate the uh, those variation.
0: Great. Can you explain uh, the supply side approach? And demand side approach to estimating equity risk premium.
1: Uh, supply side approach has been uh, popular over the last fifteen years or so. Um, uh, Roger Ibotson and Pen Chen did a study, and also uh, a Farmer and French uh, published a paper, and some others did similar things. And uh, that's a very valid approach based on corporate fundamental data. But uh, it's hard to detect the time variation based on that because it, it's a good way to estimate the historical average based on the, the economic fundamentals. But it's hard to know why stock prices move so much <laughs> due to the uh, possible variation of the uh, equity risk premium.
0: Very interesting. So, what is the new approach that you have developed to estimating equity risk premium?
1: Yeah, I use the um, a monthly return series and try to decompose it into a mean and deviation from mean. And I keep track of the deviation of, uh, from mean return. That's a kind of residual return. Um, and if you, have, uh, if you imagine perpetual bond, the yield and price are the inverse relations, right? And uh, equity is considered as a kind of a perpetual bond without fixed coupon, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the same similar thing phenomenon may happen when yield changes and the price changes in, in an inverse way, right? So what in the problem with equity is we can only observe the price change, <laughs> so. From observed price change or the price return or total return or those kind of return series, uh, in a backward calculation, I'm trying to uh, uh, estimate the, uh, the implied uh, return, uh, sorry, in implied risk premium change
0: behind the uh, return data. That's great. That's very interesting. What are some of the interesting results that you have found from this new research?
1: I used that method to test the um, historical data uh, of the United States and Japan in the same period over the last 62 years, starting from 1952 to 2013. And I found out the first 30 years and second 30 years are quite different. The first thirty years, equity premium was relatively lower, lower than historical average. In the second half uh, thirty years, it was higher than historical average, both in United States and Japan.
0: So, for let's take the U.S. case first. So, if we uh, follow your uh, new set of results, would that drive us to to actually uh, you know invest in more equities versus less equities? I guess a different way to look at this, uh, I, I think the, uh, we've discussed this uh, uh, issue with uh, historical returns as long-run means, but it does not capture fully the, the, the volatility around the long-run means. What are your findings uh, you know, in that regard for US and Japan?
1: Yes, uh, especially in recent years after the Lehman crisis, the uh, equity risk premium was uh, historically very, very high, mm-hmm. uh, abnormally high. Right. And especially in Japan, e- even after the uh, um, U.S. ERP has been started declining, mm-hmm. Japanese ERP stayed higher due to the other crises such as the earthquake, Right. Euro crisis, right. higher Japanese yen, dollar, uh, currency rate. Right. And those things are uh, stayed, those risk uh, factors stayed with Japanese economy for a while. Until uh, 2012, uh, 12, mm-hmm. when Prime Minister Abe took over, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and then Abenomics mm-hmm. started. Then he introduced a new economic policy, then ERP started declining uh, sharply, but still it's higher than historical average.
0: Very interesting. So your research actually has captured some of that uh, uh, result or right. that effect of mm-hmm. the uh, op economics that we've uh, actually yes. seen in the market. Right. Very interesting. Uh, I think one other aspect I wanted to ask you is in, in terms of the time varying nature of the uh, equity risk premium. Mm-hmm. Uh, do these, you know, sort of. Uh, oscillate around the mean mm-hmm. very often mm-hmm. in a very short-term mm-hmm. fashion, or these uh, you know, changes tend to actually take a long time to happen.
1: Uh, I yeah, I first thought it's oscillating around the mean. That was my first assumption, but after the, uh, doing my research, I found out a very interesting uh, fact that the, a, there's a kind of regime change over the long history, when we look back, the last sixty years, first thirty years, and uh, second thirty years are quite different. So it's not a kind of a short-term um, variation, but it's it, it's it's much longer than
0: I originally expected. Can you elaborate a bit how the first thirty years, uh, you know, were different from the last thirty years?
1: Yeah, if you look back the history. Um, the 30 years, starting from 1950s and 60s, towards probably towards 70s, those were the kind of booming economy both in the United States and Japan. The economic growth rate was higher, there was an inflation, uh, inflationary period, and people's you know, futures are bright because <laughs> if you work harder, right. your wage will be increased every, every year. And that expectation ended towards the end of the 1970s. In the case of the United States, there was a kind of stagnation, a uh, uh, <coughs> stagflation economy in the 1970s. And in the case of Japan, when well, Japanese economy uh, keep going until 1980s, uh, until it burst <laughs> at right. the end of the 1980s right. in the bubble economy. And after that, we experienced very sharp decrease of the economic growth and the period and you, united states was keep going but still started declining right uh, you know they experienced as you know a very short term dot com bubble but after that um us experienced you know, you know lehman crisis subprime crisis and like that so uh, second half of the um, last 60 years, ended up with kind of a cold economy, which I call cold economy, mm-hmm. versus the first 30 years of
0: the hot economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful, that's really helpful. Thank you very much, Dr. Yamaguchi. Thank you very much.